This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. That album compilation edition covering soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, box sets, and more. Greetings, Love That Album crew. This is Eric Raymater back with another compilation edition. This time we're going to be looking at a couple of compilations from one band, a very important band in the grand scheme of things from the early 1990s. Now, if you're not recognizing this tune, it is called Reverb 10,000. And if you don't recognize it, it is off of the album Destroy All Astromen by the one, the only, Man or Astroman. In a lot of ways, Manor Astroman were the leaders of the 90s garage surf revival. Now, surf had always been incorporated into the punk scene, especially on the American West Coast, but also the Australian scene via Radio Birdman, who brought the Ventures sound to their music. Additionally, bands like Agent Orange would embrace surf wholesale and cover many of the classic surf tunes. Surf rock had become largely identified with the American West Coast surfing scene, and especially Dick Dale, rest in peace, we lost him recently. Surf rock, surf music had largely waned by the late 60s and through the 70s and into the 80s. It was very much a throwback nostalgia item. There was a Back to the Beach movie featuring Frankie and Annette, which echoed not only the beach movies, but the music of that time. Additionally, you had things like 1989's Under the Boardwalk, which I'm a big fan of. And then, of course, Tarantino used Dick Dale in Pulp Fiction, and surf music had a full-blown revival. By that time, the garage punk underground had already kicked up. Manor After Man, among many others. So let's check out some of their sounds. Mm-hmm. 
at the mouth of the Sakai River. Land, air, and sea units of the nation's defense force have gone into action in an effort to prevent the huge green monster from retreating back into the ocean, and of course to destroy it. another young band doing surf music was their science fiction themes, their use of audio clips from pop culture, not just sci-fi and horror films, other places like educational commercials and just just weird stuff that you would never be able to track down half of these samples. Additionally, they were doing covers of surf tunes that were known and unknown along with other vocal tracks, mainly from the punk and alternative scene, that fit in with their image. Stuff like this. So Destroy All Astro Man came out in 1994 on the late lamented Estrus Records, which was a Seattle-based garage punk label. They were an underground phenomenon during the 90s. Manor Astro Man's original calling card was not albums, however, but the 7-inch singles they put out that featured sometimes thematic and sometimes gimmicky packaging and ideas mostly related to junky pop culture stuff, the kinds of things the misfits mind once upon a time, but with maybe a gentler touch. That said, it's amazing they never covered the misfits' surf song, Spook City, USA. Their first album was called Is It Man or Astro Man, and it was the second album that we're listening to music from, Destroy All Astro Man, which was largely a collection of the early 7-inch tracks. This would set a template for the band as they would release a full album, but more often they would release seven inches, collect them onto a single album, or release a 10 inch, or release a double seven inch, or release whatever they felt like releasing at the moment, trying to keep things different, keep things more unique. Musically, it's pretty standard surf music. But it's got a certain energy and a certain crackle to it that was missing at the time. There was also much, very much a sense of fun and a sense of innocence that was not necessarily present in the culture, especially not musically at this time. On Earth, and if you can go back to Venus, are you going back?
moving on to 1995's Intervenous Television Continuum, we have yet another compilation of singles, this time on the One Louder label. And shockingly, we find television theme covers like The Munsters and The Jetsons and a few others. All of this lands squarely in the wheelhouse of Gen Xers who were raised on television reruns, UHF stations, and all that fun kind of stuff. My initial exposure to Matter Astro Man was in the 1994-1993 era that these records would have been coming out. My brother had attended Eastern Michigan University, and there was a record store within walking distance of his dorm. The store owner, who is still a friend to this day, uh, had introduced him to this band, and when I came to visit him, he wanted to play it for me, and we were both kind of hooked. I think the cool 7-inch records, the fun, lightweight sci-fi, spy-fi, and instrumental kind of rock was a nice counterpoint to the heavy punk and alternative of the era. This was the end of grunge. This was the beginning of whatever came after that, maybe new metal. Things were pretty dark on the pop landscape unless you were into boy bands or pre-manufactured pop music. This also fit in nicely with the resurgence of both lounge music and swing music that was going on. I feel like there was a big push to explore the music of the past that we had spent our teen years being told was not worth our time. The dominant culture had been telling us lies for long enough for us to catch on and to decide maybe we need to figure this out for ourselves. Hence the resurgence of swing, surf, garage rock, and the rest of it. But by the late 90s, Estrus Records, the garage punk revival, and surf music, lounge music, and swing music had peaked and started to recede. We started to see the... the the stunted assurgence, I guess you could say, the failed assurgence, the attempted step from underground to the mainstream of the high-energy rock and roll scene, which had the door promptly slammed in its face, as if the record industry was saying, nope, we have the Spice Girls, thank you. And I don't mean to pick on the Spice Girls, they're an easy target. But at this time, the underground rock scene that bands like The Hives or The Helicopters or Lucifer were part of were knocking at the door of that mainstream success and they were firmly locked out. It was as if there was some kind of conspiracy within the government and within business to control pop music. Maybe there was. In every field of human endeavor except crime!
at some point, Manor Astro Man, along with the scene, started to fade. They started doing weirder and weirder music. Several members split off and formed a all-robot band called Servitron. And things just kind of went away. It's been almost 20 years now since there was really an underground for this music. I'm sure they've had reunion tours and potentially put out records. But the time of them dominating this corner of the underground scene has long since passed. I would say that if you are looking for some fun, easy-to-listen-to surf music that's maybe a little bit off the beaten path, that Manor Astroman is well worth checking out. And especially if you can find those 7 inches, they are gems of design. The music is not secondary, but almost secondary to the package design and art direction. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. This has been Eric Reanimator. I do have about four more compilation edition episodes lined up already for the rest of the summer and hopefully into the fall. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.